Hey everybody, today I want to do something a little bit different. I want to start a new series where we begin to break scripture down piece by piece so that we can truly understand the depth that our Bibles are trying to show us. I wanted to start in Romans 5 today, but over time we'll get through Romans 8. And don't get me wrong, the rest of Romans is really great, but I think if we can truly get a solid foundation on Romans chapter 5 through chapter 8, I think we'll have a better understanding of the entire gospel to work from and a better perspective to understand the rest of our Bible. Let's dive in. First off, I want to welcome you if you're new here. We love having you engage with us, comment, chat, message us. Let us know what you're thinking about the channel. We'd really love to hear from you. Here, this channel is all about breaking down our faith so that we can better understand who God is, even if it means we have to trash some old religious belief systems along the way. And to those who watch regularly, thank you for being a friend of the channel. As always, if you haven't subscribed yet, do so. It's a simple click for you, but it goes a long way in helping this channel grow. I want to give a huge shout out to all of our Patreon supporters. Without you guys, content like this wouldn't even be possible. Oh, and don't forget, we have a podcast as well. We're on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, pretty much anywhere you listen to podcasts. I'll make sure to have all of those links in the description below. So now that all of that's out of the way, I was thinking what the best way to go about breaking down this scripture chunk by chunk would be. And if you're like me, you have endless notes in journals, or maybe you keep it on your phone, or maybe just in the margins of your Bible. And while there's absolutely nothing wrong with that, I thought today we would present this in more of a mind map format so we can better visualize and organize our thoughts. Mind mapping is something new for me. Let me know in the comments below if you've done it before. But without any further hesitation, let's dive in. Okay, here we are, Romans 5. I really want to focus in on verses 1 and 2 today. Now, you may be thinking, just two verses? That really doesn't seem like a lot. But trust me, once we begin to unpack it, there's a lot to discuss here. So let's go ahead and look at verse 1. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. First off, before we go any further, it's always important to remember, anytime you see the word therefore, you have to go back and find out what it's there for. In this instance, Paul, the author of Romans, is directly referencing what he just said in Romans 4. Now, we may go back and do a mind map for Romans 4, but for now, I'll just give you a brief overview. In Romans 3 and 4, Paul is talking about how Abraham is our spiritual father through the promise he received by faith. We see this in Genesis 22:17. Blessings I will bless you, and multiplying I will multiply your descendants as the stars of heaven and the sand which is on the seashore, and your descendants shall possess the gate of their enemies. So it's really important to remember here that during Abraham's life, there was no law. So there was no works or way that he could obtain righteousness with God. However, scripture says that Abraham's faith in God gave him righteousness. We see this in Romans 4.3. For what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him as righteousness. So throughout this quick study, we're going to pause and look at some definitions just so we're all on the same page. 
a quick definition of righteousness just means to be in right standing with God. Paul's trying to show us here that faith predated the law and was able to give Abraham righteousness in the eyes of God. And now we, as partakers of the new covenant, are spiritual descendants of Abraham. And now that we're under the new covenant, not the law, we too have access to righteousness by faith, just like Abraham did. And it's always worth mentioning that faith isn't just believing God will do a certain thing. Faith is a perspective that says God's got this no matter what. Make sense? Good. Now that we know what the therefore was actually therefore, let's move on. Therefore, having been justified by faith. Let's quickly define the word justified just so we can better understand it in context. The most basic definition that I came across was to declare one righteous. A simple definition I personally use for the word justified is just like I never did it or just like I never sinned. When God justifies us, he makes us righteous. He puts us in right standing with himself just like we never sinned. Is this making sense? Let's look at the verse again. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So let's kind of piece together what we've already learned. Therefore, having been put in right standing with God, like we never sinned, by faith through Abraham, we have peace with God. Why do we have peace with God? Because scripture says that man never actually had the ability to keep the law. So man was always at war with himself and the law. Under the law, man had no peace. So unlike the law where you'd have to work to try to get good standing with God, we now, under the new covenant, operate in faith that gives us peace with God. Through who? Through our Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus dying on the cross for our sins fulfilled the law so that we would no longer have to submit to it. I know this is a lot of information, but let's go back and do a full recap of verse 1 now. I'm going to reread verse 1 with all the terminology we've pieced together. Therefore, since we have been put in right standing with God, just like we never sinned, through the promise of faith Abraham received, we now have peace with God because we are no longer under the law. All of this because of what Jesus did on the cross. Come on! In just one verse, Paul just said a ton. Man, if that doesn't get you excited about scripture, I don't know what will. Let's move on. Let's look at verse 2 to finish it off. I like how the Christian Standard Bible puts it here. Romans 5.2 We have also obtained access through him by faith into this grace in which we now stand, and we boast in the hope of the glory of God. It says that we have gained access through him. This is really, really important because I see a lot of people miss this or misunderstand this. Your translation may say who or whom or him, but we have to notice that the him it's referring to isn't capitalized. Why isn't it capitalized? 
because it's not talking about Jesus here, even though Paul just finished verse one with Jesus. Paul is asking us to keep up and understand that he's still talking about Abraham here. Him isn't capitalized because him is Abraham, not Jesus. To break that down, we have obtained access through Abraham by faith. I love the terminology the guys use over at the Bible Project. They say words or phrases are meant to act like hyperlinks to take us back to certain phrases or ideas in the Bible. Here's a little pro tip. In the book of Romans, every time you see the word faith, I want you to take that as a clue that Paul may be referencing Abraham. This clue slash hyperlink will help you understand the book of Romans on a whole nother level if you keep it in mind. So let's look at the verse again. We have also obtained access through Abraham by faith into this grace in which we now stand. Let's pause for a second and better define the word grace. We're doing these quick definitions because so many times we use Christian words we find in the Bible as a type of Christianese. We say them, but we don't fully understand their meaning. The quick and simple definition that I've come to understand is grace is God's ability to move or his empowerment for us to be more like him. Grace biblically isn't just a safety net for sin. It's the setup for who God has called you to be. While it may be grace that saved you from that car accident, it wasn't just for the sake of saving you, it was for the sake that God plans to still move in your life after the car accident. The same is true with the cross. Jesus didn't come to just save us, he came, died for us, removed our sins so that we could look more like him. Grace is a mechanism for empowerment. Let's look at the verse again and put words to it now that we better understand it. We have also obtained access through Abraham by faith into this empowerment through God in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. So now we boast in hope. In hope of what? The glory of God. Let's define glory as we kind of put all of this together. Glory basically just means honor in any manifest attribute of God. So we boast in the hope that God will make himself seen and or known. Now, let's look at verse 2 as a whole. We have also obtained access through Abraham by faith into this empowerment through God in which we now stand. So we boast in the hope that God will make himself seen or known. I know this is a lot of information, but when we really start to break this down, the verse really, really starts to speak. Let's put verses one and two into a cohesive package. Therefore, since we have been put in right standing with God, just like we never sinned, through the promise of faith Abraham received, we now have peace with God because we are no longer under the law. All of this because of what Jesus did on the cross. We also have obtained access through Abraham by faith into this empowerment through God in which we now stand. 
So we boast in the hope that God will make himself seen and or known. In just two verses, Paul has just laid down some serious truth. Just two verses. How many times have you started reading Romans 5 and you just read through verses 1 and 2 to get to another verse or just to read the chapter? This is why taking our time and breaking these scriptures down can have massive implications for what our Bibles are actually trying to teach us. But you have to put the work in. If you notice here, we didn't even get into the original manuscripts or languages. We just broke the words down in English for their definitions with some context from Romans 4. And this is just scratching the surface. I really hope this gets you excited about digging deeper into your Bible. I can't tell you how many messages I get of people like, where did you get this concept from? How are you getting all these teachings? It's not some big massive revelation from heaven. God didn't audibly speak to me while I was walking my dog. It's just slowing down and taking the time to really absorb these scriptures piece by piece so that when we go back and read them the next time, we have a way better understanding for what they're trying to say. There are so many hidden treasures in our scriptures if we're willing to dig. I really hope this begins to spark something in you about wanting to get back into your scriptures. I will absolutely make sure to put this entire mind map in a downloadable file in the description below. That way you can always go back and reference it later if you forget some of the pieces we talked about today. As always, you guys are awesome. I hope this pushes you to dig deeper into your Bible and to get to know who God is on a deeper level. And remember, Digging deeper and deeper into your scriptures to truly find out who God is will always leave bad religion defenseless. Until next time, peace.